Psalm 107 has a repeated pattern in it. Four times in Psalm 107, and the pattern is in trouble, call on the Lord, God delivers, give thanks. In trouble, call on the Lord, God delivers, give thanks. But before that pattern begins, Psalm 107 calls on the redeemed to give thanks to the Lord. We will do this a variety of times during the course of this message. I'd like to use Psalm 107, verse 1, as a responsive thanks to the Lord. I'll say the first part, and when you hear this during the message, I'd like you to repeat it. It's, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Psalm 107 talks about the redeemed from the east and the west and the north and the south. All of those who have been delivered out of troubled, they are to say together as a community of faith, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And then there are four groups of people in this psalm. And all of them are in trouble. All call on the Lord. God delivers all of them and they give thanks. Now we heard just of one group when we did the responsive reading. These are the ones that are wandering in the desert. They're lost, away from home. They're hungry and thirsty. There are three other groups. The psalm goes on for another 33 verses. Some were in darkness, surrounded by the shadow of death, because they didn't listen to God's word. Some had made foolish decisions and were sinful. And others were caught in a huge storm on the sea and the waves lifted them way up into the air and then plunged them into the depths. All of four groups were in trouble. Are we in trouble? Sure we are. There are times when I sometimes wonder if this is the same country I grew up in. Now, granted, I'm over 50 now, and so I have a memory that can go back a little bit, but this is not the country that I once knew. There's a sense of lostness, of wandering about in it, of, of a hunger and thirsting for something different. There's now a greed and a selfishness that is rampant, almost blazing. AIG executives take million-dollar bonuses when their companies are being bailed out by taxpayer dollars. That kind of greed and selfishness wasn't so overt and obvious when I grew up. I, I get a sense of lostness. Or did you see the survey that came out about what are the fastest-growing religious groups? And one of the fastest-growing groups isn't even a religious group. It's the people who check the box, none. Atheists, agnostics, those who don't believe. In Madison, Wisconsin, that group of those who don't believe have taken out advertisements in the city buses 
to try to convince the writers there is no God. And so church groups have responded by taking out advertisements on the outside of the bus to say that there is. This is not the country I grew up in. And a couple weeks ago, somebody told me about the prom, the high school prom that's going to be held at John Burroughs High School here in St. Louis. The students received the invitation, and the invitation says, your presence is requested to spend a night in hell. And the invitation on the bottom says, let the sin begin in honor of the class of 2009. Who's putting on this prom? The devilish parents of the junior high class, and the theme is the seven deadly sins, lust and greed, gluttony, anger, jealousy, pride, laziness. This isn't the country I grew up in. There's a certain sense of lostness when you just read the news, a hunger for something different. But it's not just out there. There's a, there's a trouble abounding in our own lives as well. That selfishness and greed tempts us too. Credit cards, debt, wanting to have the latest gadget and big screen TV, home equity loans, so that our houses, we owe more on our houses than they're even worth. And then counting on job security in the stock market to help us pay for all these things. Oh, trouble abounds. And we too have made foolish decisions, sat in the darkness, disobeyed. You can take any of the deadly sins, like lust. And so we watch on our high-definition TVs, shows or movies that feature sexuality or nudity or gluttony, taking more than what you need for yourself, consuming more of the world's resources than is really what you would say our fair share, food that is wasted, Diseases from being overweight. Oh, we're in trouble. And I haven't even got to the other deadly sins of pride and anger and jealousy and laziness. I haven't even got to the natural disasters of earthquakes and floods and tornadoes and hurricanes and Alzheimer's and cancer and diseases. I haven't got to those yet. We are in trouble. The trouble abounds. And so what do you do when you are in trouble? Psalm 107 says, you call on the Lord when you are in trouble. I remember when I was a student back here in the late 1970s, chapel was held over in Werner Auditorium then, and one of the professors, I... I if my memory serves me, it was Dr. Lou Brighton. He had a message, and in the message he asked the question. He said, what do you do when you wake up in the middle of the night and you've just had a nightmare, a terrible bad dream? I didn't have an answer. Dr. Brighton answered it. He says, the first response is you pray. You call on the Lord for help. I was, 
I was listening to a Christian music station just a couple weeks ago and heard a song by Matt Kearney called Closer to Love. And one of the lyrics caught my attention. He sang, We're all just one phone call from our knees. We're all just one phone call from our knees. Call on the Lord when you're in trouble. And God delivers. That's the third part of this pattern in Psalm 107. God delivers. But we need to be careful about how he delivers. We want to be careful that we don't fall into the trap that he's going to deliver us in this little box, which is actually pretty big when it happens, of a miracle, a great big exclamation point that he's going to give us some sudden windfall of money or a miraculous healing to a disease or a sudden reversal in the values of our countries. Oh, he can do that. Oh, I'm not denying that. And when it happens, when you see something like that happens, there's only one response. You say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. But the trap is, if you think that's the only box God has to deliver. I've got another box. About three and a half years ago, my youngest daughter, Beth, got sick. Very sick. Uh, infection moved into her bloodstream, and so a, a trip to the emergency room ended up with an extended hospital stay, much of it in intensive care. She had tubes going in and out of her, and tests galore, and these were troubling times. I, I remember going home that night, that first night while my wife stayed up at the hospital with her and going to bed, falling on the side of the bed on my knees in fervent prayer. The next morning I got up and stopped by my office to take care of a couple things before I went back up to Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. And I went by an office and stopped in William Schumacher and Bev Paul. And they didn't know anything that was going on with Beth, but so they asked the obligatory, well, how you doing? And with that, I simply lost it. I broke down in tears. And in the sobs, I tried to say what was happening. And I'm sure Dr. Schumacher and Bev didn't have words for me, but they took me up in their arms and they held me up. God delivers <laughs> through the church. We call upon him in help, and, and he gives us each other. During that time, the prayers of congregations in the seminary, the visits, the, the, the words of comfort and encouragement, God answered my fervent prayer. Now, 
the church is not merely a building with stained glass windows. And so I've made this church without a front or a back. And I've done that so I can see through it and see you who are the fellow redeemed. And when we're in trouble, the church, the people within it, hold each other up and God delivers. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Scott, would you hold this for me? I'm happy to say that my daughter got well. The medicines worked. The doctors and medical personnel did wonders. Now, as far as we can tell, it was not a miracle, but God still answered our prayers. He simply used the created means that he had already given us. The inventing, discovering, researching mind of scientists that gave us the medicines, the skills of the doctors and the nurses. God delivers. He answers our cry for help with the stuff of creation. An honest financial advisor, a therapist, hard work to earn money. Nutrition. He gives us the stuff of creation. I brought in a box of band aids that's going to have to do to represent this incredible world that God has given as He delivers us from those times of help. God delivers through his creation. And so let the redeemed from the east and the west and the north and the south say, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. <laughs> Psalm 107 also says that our souls are hungry to be satisfied, that we are longing. I don't get to use this box much anymore. It's the box I used when I gave communion to people in a hospital room or a shut-in call. It has a little plate for the bread and a little chalice for the wine. Our souls can feel so lost in this world. We need a place to call home. We need a place where we can eat with someone who satisfies the deepest needs of our very soul. And Jesus says, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Take and drink, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Deadly sins no more, forgiven sins. Lost no more, a home a home where we eat with Jesus, a little foretaste here, but an eternal feast with him. He satisfies our hungry souls. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And Psalm 107 also talks about 
the shadow of death. That's the one trouble no one can avoid no matter how hard you try. Sooner or later the grave will close in around us. That's the one trouble, whether it's a loved one or it's our own death, we know it's going to happen. And so God delivers a gift to us. But this gift is empty. Not because there's no gift, but because the tomb is empty. Jesus rose from the dead and conquered death once and for all for us. And where those bodies are of the east and the west and the north and the south, no matter where the redeemed of the Lord are, no matter what cemeteries hold our loved ones, no matter what cemetery will one day hold our bodies, they will be empty graves. On that last day, God delivers us. And the redeemed can only say, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. My box is bigger than the miracle box, but it's not big enough. And I've run out of time. God still has many and various other ways to deliver us. Psalm 107 ends with this verse. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let him consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Amen.